Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Nolan Sandburn with Infinite Banking Radio, and uh, I've got another great guest coming on today. This guy's name is Nick Nico. He's a, a real estate guy, uh, real estate agent, uh, creative financing expert up in East Tennessee. And uh, man, we kind of talk about a lot of cool ways to uh, do creative real estate deals. He goes and buys notes. He uh, goes and flips property. Um, does a whole lot of cool things inside of the real estate space, but he actually takes it one step further. And so what he does, he finances all of his creative real estate deals with his life insurance policy. So this guy has studied and learned about infinite banking and the power of uninterrupted compound interest, and then coupled with uh, his real estate investing. And so uh, he goes into some really cool details of how he got into this idea, or at least life insurance, and then how he's using uh, his policies to create wealth and passive income uh, through creative real estate investing. So I'm excited about this one, guys. You're really going to enjoy this. But before we get started, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. My Financial Snapshot is the official sponsor of the Infinite Banking Radio podcast. My Financial Snapshot builds personal financial tools to help you track your finances. Their snapshot tool is the first easy-to-use and reusable personal financial statement builder available online. It's the perfect solution for real estate investors and business owners. Their budgeting tool takes the hassle of budgeting away and lets you focus on the results of your budget. Individuals can get unlimited access to their tools and educational resources for $44.99 a year or $6.99 a month. For Infinite Banking Radio listeners, use coupon code INFINITE20 for 20% off your subscription for life. Use the link in the description and get started making personal finance easy and simple today. Nick, Nico, thanks so much for coming on the Infinite Banking Radio podcast, man. How's it going? Going pretty good. Thanks so much for having me on here. I love your um, love the channel and love all that you've done to educate people across the country, Nolan. Well, I appreciate it. I know that's it's it's kind of the uh, hidden secret that everybody, all the big banks and all the corporations know, but when you take it down to the UME level, um, for whatever reason, people don't seem to be wanting to uh, do this because they hear the word insurance. But man, tell us more about um, you, your business, You know how you got into this. Like I said in the intro, just how creative that you get in real estate and how you couple it with uh, infinite banking. So man, get into how you uh, got started. Yeah, perfect. So I've sold real estate, continue to do that to this day uh, for the last 17 years. And my wife and I started picking up some investment properties and just trying to create some passive income. And um, we made it through the recession and started to think to myself, you know, man, this is a lot of work. Heat and air go out. People don't pay rent. And uh, I try to think through different channels. So Found out about infinite banking through people such as yourself, Nolan, and uh, really just went down that avenue, tried to figure out um, more about it. And once I found that avenue, um, I just started stacking money into that infinite banking. And then over the last couple of years, what I've done through that is I've kind of started a hard money loan. Uh, One of the frustrations that I found is Every time I went to buy an investment property, if it wasn't a small bank or an investment bank, I always had to give them last two years of my taxes and right. everything short of a blood sample, right? And so <laughs> um, what I started to think through and process with some of my buddies and investment uh, advisors is using that 
whole life insurance policy um, to pick up some investment properties. So that's kind of the beginning of what got me going. Um, so we've picked up a good handful, um, just over a dozen properties just last year, just through the wow. infinite banking. So that's kind of started a snowball effect for me into now what we're trying to do. Our uh, friends have wanted to get into it. So a lot of our investors are starting to uh, get frustrated similar to where I was a few years back with the sure. banks and trying to um, get loans. And so now I've started to lend money through my infinite banking, becoming a hard money, really trying to just be more creative with financing for people to achieve other passive income on their own. So yeah, this has been fun. That's that's awesome. So before we get into the more of the creative real estate stuff, I want to take a step back and talk. When you were first... Um, studying or learning about this infinite banking concept or this whole life insurance. I want, can you kind of just tell your story of how, uh, because for me personally, when I was approached on this, the guy that I now work with, I was like, you know, dude, I don't need insurance, man. Like I don't, you know, whatever. I, I thought he was just an insurance salesman. He's like, I'm, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Just study it, check it out yourself, you know, do your own homework. Can you kind of go yeah. into your story about how you, I didn't know if you had a heavy door close or you were just wide open to whole life insurance or not. No, I, just, I, I just would like to hear your story. One of my friends who, you know, we weren't extremely tight, but he would talk to me all about investments and I, we were doing well with our investment properties. And um, I just told him I'd never get in stocks. And he gave me a book called uh, what would the Rockefellers do? And he just said, Hey, read this. You might be interested in this. And I devoured that thing in about two days. And I was wow. like, all right, Tell me a little bit more about this. And that started my journey into Nelson Nash, Becoming Your Own Banker, and other books, right, that that started to open my eyes. And then for me, I started with a very small fund, you know, st just a small policy. I, for me, I want, I'm real big on passive income. I want yep. my money working for me. That's right. I want it compounding. So this risk was a little big for me because I'm kind of like, man, I have to pay it you know, for what is it, eight years minimum. And it's like, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not losing this money. So I started small and then I started to see the potential. I've read about 10 books in the first six to eight months. And it started to click in my brain for me. But I was pretty like, mm, no, this makes, if it's so great, why have I not heard about yeah. it in the last 40 years, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny too is um, <clears throat> I tell everybody when they first, when they first are interested in this idea that most people say infinite banking is a scam or whatever the whatever the noise is out there. And I go, when you're talking about infinite banking, as you know, Nick, it's it's not even describing a life insurance policy. It's describing a behavior. It's describing how you behave right. with money. It's if you take money out of an account, you just fill it back up with interest. That it's distilled right. down, it's that simple. What makes infinite banking or these whole life policies cool? is that you don't have market forces working against you. You don't withdraw yeah. money. You don't have fees attached to it. You don't pay taxes in it. I mean, that's that's the there's no other location where you can do that with a with an account where you don't have all of those market forces, you know, working against you with your investing that you couple with real estate. Absolutely. I mean, and that's kind of, you know, my first like venture into using my money was to buy a duplex, you know. And I saw the power of like you know, there's lots of things we can obviously delve into, like, do you pay the loan back and do you put it on top? Things like that. But to see the power that, wait, I don't have to pay interest to a bank. It, you know, now rates are like seven, 
right. you know, give or take. Um, I saw the potential of that compounding interest. So this one 15% interest return, now all of a sudden, now I'm getting that 4 to 8% on my infinite banking plus the speed that I can get this money. It was truly like revolutionary for me. You know, I grew up kind of poor middle class and never heard of anything like this. You know, it's always work hard, put your money in the bank. And when you need money, you go get your money and you pay interest to get your money back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different uh, way of thinking. And it requires someone to think outside the box and to think a little yeah. differently, because, again, most people have a idiot brother-in-law somewhere that says, don't do this or don't do that. And you just take it for what they say. Right. But when you actually study it, when a person, like you said, like you said, you read the books, you studied it, um, you went into it with an open mind. It can be revolutionary in how you view money and how, again, the banks use these policies, how corporations use these policies. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. So Nick, go into uh, the, the second side of this. You know, like you said, the policy is cool. I mean, it's it's great. But what you do with it gives it superpowers. What are some of the things that you kind of, like you mentioned earlier, started to get into that has impacted your real estate investing? Absolutely. Um, so I started, as I mentioned, I bought a handful of properties through it, paid the policy back. And then I started to realize, man, with all the wholesalers, for me personally, it's it's become difficult to really find a lot of deals. One of my passions is to allow money to work for me, right? So it's got to always be moving, just like the rivers. You know, I, I I want that water flowing or the money flowing. And um, so some of the channels that started to open up were my friends and investments, uh, partners kind of in other apartment units, houses that I have. They wanted to do stuff. And I said, well, oh, well, I'll lend you money. And I stepped into the hard money aspect and I began to see my investors step away from banks where I'm lending them the money and I get percentage of ownership of the property when it sells. I get a little cash flow. One of the things I started last year was lending money to builders. Builders have a very hard time borrowing from banks, especially in this market, right? So I have um, a lien against the property. I know the market because I'm a real estate. I stay within my market. I'm in the Southeast with you. And um, that started to open this um, avenue for me of really looking at the money and what are other creative ways that I can do it. So I started lending to builders, investors. Then people started asking me for down payments. I had a, I sell real estate, as I mentioned earlier, I had some sellers say, man, I need 30 days for a moving truck and to put a deposit down on a house because I'm moving out of state. I said, well, you know what? I'll lend you $5,000 and begin to say, if I give you five, will you pay me 10%, 12%? And I started to see this whole different um, opportunity for me. And honestly, that blew the doors open for me. That's what I've delved into. Last couple of years, it's really hard money. I've just tried to create, you know, for example, if I lend 50, the goal is to generate a return. And then when that first in, um when the first little bit trickles in, right? So the uh, the profit, I want to lend it back out so that I can kind of get that velocity money coming in, just really doubling down. So the, the hard money and then the ability to give money to uh, a lot of my sellers and buyers has been really vital for my career in the last three years. And um, it's been fun to be a part of. And a lot of my friends are even getting involved, which is fun. 
Yeah. So when you're lending these, you know, when you're lending money to investors, builders, um, and the banks aren't, can you talk about, like you said, the velocity? So, uh, I have a couple clients that are saying, hey, you know, I'm trying to get a HELOC to borrow money. And it's like, you got to go through all this rigmarole. I mean, like you said, you literally got to give up your first child just to be able to get, exactly. you know, borrow from the equity that you've built up. Right. So can you talk about when you are borrowing from your policy, what that um, kind of process looks like? Sure. Uh, for me, if I'm borrowing to purchase a property, it it literally is me texting my advisors and texting and saying, hey, Nolan, I need this much money moved into my account. And I have an account at my bank that's strictly for investment properties. And then that keeps the paper trail. And uh, so once I have that money moved over, it takes three to four days. Once the money is in the account, I get the cashier check. I purchase the property. My focus for the next 30 to 45 days is to renovate it, get the rents really maxed out to market value. Then I'll spend the next 30 days trying to refinance it with a bank. Nice. You know, so it's nice. uh, and then I'll take that money, say I borrowed 150. I take that money and my personal thing is I've been stacking it on top of my policy, not not paying the loan back right away. Sure. So that's helped generate that velocity of money for me. 100 percent And it's funny yep. because uh before we even start started speaking. I use my policies in a very similar way. I use mine as simply a bridge loan to get yeah. me into deals, right? So, you know, I, I'm buying a new a million and a half dollar building. Actually, we're getting under contract hopefully today, but earnest money is $50,000. And so I'm pulling, I'm borrowing it from my policy, going to go and use that to get me into the deal. And then I don't really use, because you, you know how it is. Some people say, oh, I want to, you know, become the banker. I want to, uh, charge principal and interest back as we fill our bucket back yeah. up for that car or whatever. Again, I think this is a little bit IBC 202, what you and I are doing, but it's using that dollar as a bridge or helping other people get into a deal. And then you refinance into permanent mm -hmm. debt with the bank. And then you just keep rinsing and recycling That's those it. same dollars while you're earning all that interest kind of in that squeeze period. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's perfect. I love hearing a man that you're getting the building too. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's, that's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'll just say, I mean, that's it. You just, it's sort of that rinse repeat, like you're saying, you know, it is a little, I'm actually buying a property today uh, that I got under contract in October. Uh, there was a little bit of like an estate issue. Uh, but one of the things I'm trying to do is refinance two. I bought two duplexes, one in September, one in December. And it is like pulling teeth to get money from the bank. They're like, well, you know, what is this? What is that? So my model is not necessarily shifting, but this is the frustration that I have. Um, I felt this pressure for the last probably seven years from the banks. That's pushed me real deep into the IBC. It's like, man, I've got to generate more cash flow where I don't have to deal with the frustration. So, um, you know, again, getting into a lot of other deals is that's that pushed me to hard money. 100%. And and I think another thing that's cool about what you're doing is, um, you know, we got clients that come in, it's like, the infinite banking is kind of talking about what people do with the money, right? Like, you know, it's it's not, I can't really harp on how important it is to know that the infinite yeah. banking concept or the policy is not going to make you rich. It's what you're doing with the money, like what you're doing right now. Because, you know, you think about it, let's say that the interest rate on a policy loan is 4%, for example, you borrow a hundred thousand from yourself from your policy and charge twelve percent interest. 
you feel, oh, I'm only making a spread of 8%. You're making 300% on their money, if you think about it. Right. I mean, you're making 12%, you're paying four. That's arbitrage. I mean, that's the oldest game in the book, earning more right. than the cost of capital. I mean, so if let me ask this. And so somebody that's out there listening to this right now, they say, damn, that Nick guy, he's sharp. What do, what could somebody do to start you know, doing what you're doing? How have you built relationships with uh, investors, with wholesalers to to get to the position that you are in today? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, for me, I've been fortunate just to be in real estate. So a lot of people have seen what I've done over the years. But one of the things that uh, my investors, as well as myself, I'm doing now is there's many, many investor groups locally. Um, you can get into, I mean, I think we have one on a Tuesday night, Thursday night, and a Sunday night here in town, three different ones. Wow. You can become involved in those for me, that opportunity's really increased my hard money company, where you get a bunch of investors who are young, wanting to really get into the game, where we both were, right? I mean, sure. uh, they don't have the capital. And so part of me coming in with that money helps encourage them, but also embolden them, because now they have a partner that knows what they're doing. Um, so that's been a major contributor to my company. Um, just being involved. There's Facebook's another avenue, just getting involved with Facebook groups, investment groups. Obviously, most people know about bigger pockets. That That's another uh, thing that I delve into. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and to go on what you're saying, it's because um, I, I think you and I are very similar, but for people that are out there, you can't just, you know, hang out in the Facebook group and just right. look at stuff and read stuff. It's like, you got to go out there and take action. You got to like submerge yourself in there. And sometimes, I'm I'm one of those guys, and it sounds like you and I are similar. Where I'm more of a shoot and then aim guy. I'm like, yeah. it's like there's something out there. I'm just gonna go do it and then figure yeah. it out. Like figure out That's what to it. do versus, oh, let's aim and let's really set the scope. And it's like no, just sometimes yeah. it's more fun just to hear the gun go off, even if you don't know where That's to shoot. You know, so yeah. it's like just do something. It doesn't matter. So this is for people that are out there. It's like it doesn't necessarily. It, don't don't just be ticky tack over analysis paralysis just make a decision and go for it because that's really the only way that you learn and you start to build some momentum that i'm sure you right. experienced that maybe the the first deal you did you probably would look back and say i would never do that deal again but oh. you did it and it got you where you are now you know right yeah it's that you know speaking of compounding interest and stuff it's the compound of the um the things that you learn about every deal, you know, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I bought a house with a credit card for 12 grand back in 09, should have torn it down. <laughs> but the brilliant Nick, we we rebuilt that thing wall by wall by wall. And I mean, after about eight years, I finally sold it. And I was like, God, I will never do that again. So just but I would never have learned that. Sure. Right. Without the uh, ability to step in. So one thing we have a wealth group here in Tennessee. And I see so many people waiting to get into the whole life, you know, and I, I, you know, I would say one thing, especially someone like yourself, who's kind of continuing to educate people, just get off the fence. That's the number one thing to do. You know, for me, I was fortunate to kind of have a guy just keep pushing, pushing me, push me. Um, so I surround myself with people like yourself, Nolan, just continuing to help educate me on different ways that I can use that money. And then when that's when it starts to click, right? You don't understand the full benefits of it, but I'm like, you said, you know, I'll just shoot, then go see, you know, I always yeah. say, I just take paint and I throw it against the wall and whatever sticks I'll make my painting out of that. You know, it's yeah. like, I just, I'm going to just throw it up there. But, um, 
Yeah, man, just getting off the fence, stepping into the game is is major. You know, start with a small policy. Uh, but I kind of second what you said. You know, if you're not utilizing it's the money, it's not really the best savings account. Um, you know, not saying a bank is better, but I'm saying <laughs> the power of this is incredible. You know, my I have a bunch of policies. I've got one on my wife, one on two of my kids and um, just slowly trying to change their wealth when it comes to, you know, I've got a policy that I'll pass down and my wife does. And then we're using those policies in so many different ways. You know, it's it's pretty mind blowing, you know, to, well, to cool. see what's happening. Yeah. Oh, my 100 percent. And and. And I know that your your time is valuable here, Nick. So one one of the cool things that you mentioned though is that Nelson Nash, kind of the inventor of this idea or discoverer, I'd say, um, yeah. you know, he he died with forty seven policies. So it's like he's putting them on everybody, every insurable interest yeah. that he could find. But to go back to your point though, Nick, <laughs> it's understanding that again. Compound interest only works over time. You can't, it doesn't happen in the very first year. You know, actually, you know, we do this exercise a lot with, with clients that are first discovering this, but you say, let's, would you rather have $5 million or a penny that doubles every day for 30 days? And it feels like a trick question because it, it is, you'll have more money after 30 days uh, doubling a penny, but you mm. don't see the real growth of it until like day 28. So it yeah. takes time to build that up. So it's like, if you don't start, you're never going to have the ability to earn that compound interest. And so, um, again, people hear, uh, you know, the loud noises on the Internet, the Dave Ramsey's, the financial entertainers saying do this or do that. And the whole life is horrible. And I don't necessarily disagree with Dave. If you yeah. do, if you, you know, create or engineer a policy the traditional way, which is all structured for death benefit and no cash value. That's why it's so important, as I'm sure, Nick, you have plenty of uh, guys that you work with that only structure whole life policies for cash value, yeah. suppressing that death benefit down to the modified endowment contract line and pumping up full of cash right. as much as possible. So, and that takes, you know, a, a little bit of studying, a little bit of understanding about how these work. But if you surround yourself with the right people that know how to do that, you're going to just 10 X your money that much quicker. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it took me a little bit of time to kind of Fully trust. Cause you know, for about 12 years, I was buying rentals, making really good money. Yeah. Flipping houses. Um, we, we flipped, you know, maybe five to seven houses. So not a lot a year. Um, but that was what the hardest thing for me was exactly what you're saying. You know, the compounded interest on the rental makes tremendous sense to me because property goes up, debt goes down. My income keeps growing because rents keep going up. Uh, but once IBC clicked for me and Nelson Nash kind of started to educate me a little bit more through his books, I'm telling you, man, it's uh, it's mind blowing. The opportunity that is out there for every just normal person, you know, each and every person out there working a nine to five, there's so much opportunity out there. Uh, and then I think for you, you know, our age group, we've delved into this at a deep level. There's so many people that I'm hearing um, that are getting into IBC, but getting them to that next step, right? And part of that's just being creative. You're extremely creative. I mean, one, you're a pioneer in the podcasting. There's not a lot of IBC people out there. So um, we've talked about this, man. I just love the content and stuff. So it's just, it takes people like yourself to move that ball down the field. Um, you know, some of the things um, that we're kind of doing are innovative here. You know, we're in East Tennessee. 
Um, but being creative is what makes things fun, right? 100%. I mean, that's, that's thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, Nick, as, as, as we close up here, um, you've got a really cool ebook that you wrote. Is that accurate? I'd like you maybe to talk about that and how people that yeah. are interested in learning about you, learning about your business, and how maybe they could even invest with you. How does somebody, you know, what, what does that process look like um, when they, you know, click that link that I'll put in the bio? Yeah, absolutely. Biggest thing for me is just um, I wanted to provide some content that's really basic, but also put some scenarios in that I personally walk through. Um, I wouldn't say I'm skeptical as we, you and I spoke earlier, you know. So what I want to do is make some concrete, factual things that I've walked through. But I also wanted to make it kind of um, very easy to understand and answer some questions that I think, you know, Nelson Nash does a great job answering, but or um, maybe not to the depth that I, I needed, you know. And so that book, is it should be out by the end of April. And um, But what we've done in the meantime, I've got an E, it's sort of like a 10 steps to help you take advantage of infinite banking. And um, I'm going to provide that for free to some of your people here. And uh, that will also provide an end around for the ebook. So um, what I'd love to do for your people is the book continues to kind of get more attention. I'd love to give it to them just for, you know, for free for signing up for your um, podcast here, man. Cool. Well, that, Nick, that's awesome. And again, I appreciate you coming on and just sharing your strategies and your creative deals that you guys are doing. And, <laughs> and obviously wish you wish you guys a ton of success as time goes on and we'll keep our relationship growing as, as uh, we move into this new year, man. Thanks so much for coming on today. Hey, absolutely, man. Appreciate all the content you're pushing out. Well, it's not stopping. We're not. We're, we're going to keep this show rolling, man. <laughs> I believe it. I awesome. believe it. Well, appreciate it, Nick. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Appreciate it. All right. It. All Thanks, right. buddy.